This is nuts, dude. This was a pleasant surprise. I almost didn't pre-order this comic. Do you know um, 40-Year-Old Virgin, the movie, Steve Carell? Yes. There's a, a shot of him where they're like, what do you do on your free time? Because he's like he's a 40-year-old virgin, so he like plays video games, just karaoke, right? One of the things he does is read comic books because, you know, it's a trope, whatever. But the moment where he's in bed and he's reading, I think it's a JLA comic book. He's by himself. He's reading the comic book. And he's laughing at the book to himself. And he's like, oh, Superman. Like, it's like that, that emotion. <laughs> it's like the one thing that I could point to as like, it's so damn accurate when you have a really good comic book. You could be by yourself and you're like affirming yourself that this is awesome. This is hilarious. This is special. This is funny. And it's because it only happens in comics, you know, and you can have that moment to yourself. I had that moment with this next book on the list multiple times. And that's when you really know you have something really cool. Naughty list number one by Aftershock Comics. This right here is as if. We have like Tim Allen Santa Claus, but instead cast as Keanu Reeves from John Wick. Yeah, it's a really like this book makes you makes you think about weird stuff. Like, yeah, like if I still haven't seen John Wick, but I feel like if Keanu were to play Santa in a movie like modern day Keanu Reeves were to play Santa Claus in a movie, this would be the kind of movie he would do. Right. Written by Nick Santora with art by Lee Ferguson. And covers by Franco Francovia, who's like one of my favorite cover artists. So considering that the this traditional Santa Claus tale where someone is bestowed the powers of St. Nicholas and the responsibilities, it's a trope. This is something we've heard before. We've, we've This is time and time again. But this right here is a different take. Because what if that power was bestowed and you had no option but to endure it? To a form of being like not free you know, enslaved to a degree by a magical star. Because what we have here is a gentleman who's a good person at heart. A thousand years ago, experiencing plagues and diseases, watching children pass, watching individuals struggle to even survive and eat food, you know? And he's just feeling the, the weight because he has a family and he can empathize because he has a child. He has a wife that he cares for. He loves him. And his life is actually pretty damn good. But he wishes upon a star. If I had a he wishes upon a star and he says he just wants to help the children. And it would be the biggest regret he would ever make in his life. This is just such a weird, like, gritty origin story for Santa Claus, though. Like, it's you rough, didn't know man. you needed, but it's like, it works. This right here is exactly what you think. It is a Santa Claus tale, but it's brutal. Because this star that he wishes upon grants him the wish. But what is that wish? Well, it's to help children. I wish that I could somehow bring a little joy to the children that needed it most. Exactly. And this right here puts him in a position where the powers of Santa Claus, the responsibilities of Santa Claus, they become a reality and he has no choice but to endure it. He now can't die. He now cannot age. He now has to basically moon knight it with this con with this like star in the sky. Kind of like Kanju, yeah. He's it's like, like a Kanju, right? He's compulsively like carving little wooden toys here. This is how it starts. And he like he can't stop. He can't stop. He has to make toys for children. His wife is like, dude, you gotta stop, man. Yeah. Like, you gotta go to work. He's like, no, no, I can't. I gotta make more toys for the kids. And he's like losing <laughs> his mind, is what everyone thinks, but he's compulsively needing to work with his hands. And it gets worse because he doesn't age. Sure. Yeah. 
He doesn't age, and it ends up, uh, he ends up outliving, yeah, you can see it here. I'm glad you got this page. He ends up outliving his wife, and then outliving his daughter, and people in town are just like, you're, 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 not, you're not getting old. What the hell's wrong with you? You're a demon. They start you know? thinking the worst of him, and that's where he becomes an outcast. That's where he realizes that there's something that he has to do because he'll just be bored. He has an itch he can't scratch because he's being forced to have this urge to make toys for children, which is so weird to say. But then also, <laughs> what else is he going to do? Because no he's watching left. his family yeah. come and go. So and He stays the exact same age, so he just kind of decides to just lean into this whole Santa Claus thing. He can't kill himself. Yeah, this book gets kind of dark. He tries to kill himself, but he, he just can't die. little groundhog day there. Yeah, absolutely. Um but what ends up happening is he realizes, okay, I guess well, I'm, I got to make toys for children. And there's money in making toys for children, I guess, because like people will help us make it happen. Also, hey, there's these other outcasts of our society, little people, and they want to help. They become the elves. And we're just kind of seeing all of the various Santa Claus tropes kind of fall into place. Like you get the elves here and you get the, the reindeer start jumping right. in. And this whole first issue is basically all set up to show you how this guy becomes so jaded and cynical and bitter and this different version of Santa than what we're used to from the, the advertisements. Uh, yeah. I mean, he looks at the, is everybody dies in his life, including the reindeer uh, and the elves. Yeah. He outlives everyone. So he can't have like a long-term relationship with anybody. So he becomes super bitter. Um, it's like a mix between bad Santa, you know, and, and Tim Allen to a degree. Sure, the Santa Claus. But he looks up at the sky at the star and he's flipping it off in this panel because he hates what the star has made him, you know, what he became. And he's thin, you know, he's like a handsome dude. And he's in a world where people don't even believe in Santa Claus anymore. So he's bitter about that. Also, he's in a world where the average person has photoshopped and made obscure pictures of an overweight, obese person to represent him which is the traditional Santa Claus, courtesy of Coca-Cola. Correct. That's a true story. Yep. So we have someone who, when faced with the problems of achieving the tasks of getting as many children as possible toys, the logistics of how it is gone about. Did you get Nice House on the Lake vibes? Oh, absolutely. He wakes up one morning and there's just suddenly a, a printer printing out a list of all good names, bad names. Nice st nice list and naughty list. How does he travel from point A to point B so damn quick? Magic. The right. star makes it happen. He just He's wakes cursing up in the, the morning. He wakes up in the morning and it's just fixed. He right. has a way to solve that problem now, just like Nice House on the Lake. Um, but we'll leave you with this because this is, oh, did I not put the damn picture in here? I, I think that last picture. one was right. Like the, the setup of this whole comic is, is delivered yeah, okay. here at the end. That's right. There is someone who steals the list. Someone steals his naughty list. The list of all the naughty kids or naughty people, I guess. Yep. And they're using it to like assassinate or murder people on that list because they want to, you know, make the world a better place. And as they go about doing that, there's collateral damage. Sure. Specifically, some children get involved and by mistake, like they, they end up perishing. And that's like the last straw. He's like, you know, I'm so cynical, but now I need to go and get the list back. And kick some ass. Someone's using my list to make the world a worse place. So I got I to gotta correct that. And that's where they, where they leave you off with issue one on this story. And it's so good, man. It's, it's, it's weirdly it's funny. Wild. It's, it's dark. It's, it's dark. It's, you're right. Weirdly funny is a good way to put it. Also, Nick Santora sounds very similar to Nick Santa, Santa? Claus. His name is Nick. Like Saint. No, man, I didn't even make that connection. Right. It's, it's 
Santora, and Nick. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the writer. Nick. All right, okay. Kind of fan. We're, we're, That's we're, some we're good stuff, there. man. That was, I, I just. It's a fun little book, and issue two just came out this last week, so it's still pretty early. If you want to try and track this down, uh, yeah, Aftershock, it's a, it's a cool story. They keep doing it, man. They routinely put out such just stellar, stellar books. 